The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome here to the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 The Champ. And G-Migs in West Des Moines, Valley Junction. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Usually on Tuesdays, but we're on Mondays uh, here uh, in early March. This week, next week, last week, and then... Uh, Lord willing, we'll still be around uh, when you get back from vacation in a couple of weeks. We'll do would, another Tuesday show to at least wrap things up if if the uh, if everything's over and done with by then. I would have to think that uh, we should have a show on the twenty fourth. Yes, regardless, for sure. for sure. And then then it's a function of are they in the final four? Because after the 24th, you could be talking about a wrestling national championship. We'd have to bow our heads uh, for that. You know? I suppose, it's, but it's, it's tough to carry an hour and, 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 and wrestling, enjoy, uh, yeah, enjoy our that. people. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we got a lot of stuff we can you, we We can do this all summer long if we really had no, to. No, we and I, couldn't. You, yes, we could. No, we couldn't. We would, we would be WNL in the What are we going to talk the, about the, in, in July? W, well, there's baseball. but we'd Baseball's be, over. We would be WNLing the football is, schedule over and over no, again. Oh, my God. <laughs> No. Hopefully no. there won't be much to talk about the, in July. No. no. I need the break. So do you. We do. But, uh, wow, Erin Kiernan should not be sitting in front of that logo behind her. It looks like she's. She wearing, has the coronavirus. Look, she's, she's gotta, they need to change that. Uh, by the way, this just in. Yes, more reported cases. 500. 500 more reported cases of the flu in Iowa, which is, you know. Really, actually, a much more dangerous thing. I, I'm just getting really tired of this. Hey, look, we got three more cases today. Oh, out of three million people. Okay, great. Yeah, anyway, if well, they if they literally seriously are talking about shutting down ball games and stuff like that, it's uh, yeah. anyway. Maybe we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. By the way, enjoy getting into the uh, into a plane tomorrow and flying. At least you're not doing a cruise. It's my understanding <laughs> that airplane air is 99 percent cleaner than uh, the regular air. Really, I saw something on the on the TV about it. Just how they how they filter these things, and it is what it is. Bring yourself a uh, a Clorox wipe for the uh, for the tray table and keep them upright and I guess yeah, and you're good. That'd be cool. All right, all right. Well, we were discussing as we sat down here uh, to get ready for the show that the the wrestlers kind of carried the weekend for Iowa this last weekend. Iowa women uh, going out early in the Big Ten tournament, but a bit of a surprise. Not only in the fact that they did that, but the way they did. And then, of course, uh, the Iowa men, a difficult time at home against Purdue, which was a surprise as well. And then uh, last night with a tough loss on the road to Illinois, uh, a lot of different things we can talk about there. Let's quickly go back to the surprise that, you know, you know what, let's go positive. Let's go positive and move into what happened today, which is that Luca Garza was named the Big Ten Men's Basketball Player of the Year. First time since, uh, now, I saw something. 1958 or something. Well, and I'm not sure that they actually had the award then. So I I saw Hawkeye Sports had put it out as that's the first time since the award was, like, not developed until the 80s. But anyway, maybe there was a different award at that point in time. But, yeah, it's been a very long time. Maybe captain of the all-tournament team and, and well, back that, in those maybe, days. Maybe so. Well, they didn't have a tournament back Well, then. I understand yeah. that, but essentially that sort of thing. But uh, so let's consider this. We, we have the... Men's Basketball Player of the Year. We have the Women's Basketball Player of the Year. And we have the wrestler in Spencer Lee, the wrestler of the year in the Big Ten, all coming from Iowa. The three major 
winter sports. Now, we don't have hockey, and some are con- consider hockey to be, you know, one of the major winter sports, but it's, it's clearly. We also have you know. the uh, synchronized swimmer of the year, Patrick Starr. <laughs> <laughs> you sure about that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But, uh, hey, uh, it, what a time uh, to be an Iowa Hawkeye fan in terms of at least people you can re- root for. They do things uh, they are just really fun to watch. Of course, Spencer Lee with the Big Ten Championship uh, for finally, individually. His finally, first. Yeah, his first. And uh, the Hawkeye wrestlers, they do get their uh, their outright Big Ten Championship this year. Uh, scoring, 100, I believe, 175 points. There. It's like the 100, highest. 156. 156. Highest since like 185 back, I don't know, 20 years ago. It's been a long time. Uh, and they had three individual champions with um, – with Lee Lugo and uh, Alex Marinelli, uh, <laughs> did you watch that match? I and it, that was kept, the best three-two wrestling match I think really I've ever good. seen. Well, it was really good, and and um, at it, at the end of the day, he's always behind Vincenzo Joseph in every ranking, and yet now he's gotten him twice in a row. Uh, you know, not saying that they're not awful close, but uh, Marinelli, you know, is a pretty big favorite uh, to, in my mind. When we'll see what happens when they go up into the nationals, well, right? Three-two is a little bit different than uh, seven-five. It, it was a close one in Iowa City too, as I recall. But, but in any case, obviously a great job by those three guys, uh, individual champs, as the as the team takes the uh, award for uh, team championship, and now on to bigger and better things. You know, and and no time for. Uh, Drinking beer and tipping your cap. It's get back to work today. You got a big tournament in a couple of weeks. Hawks nine guaranteed wrestlers uh, to yes. the tournament. Uh, probably in, a tenth. In, in probably all, a Caleb all, Young. Yeah. In all likelihood, Young will get an at-large berth. He might be in the pigtail, <laughs> but nevertheless, I think he will get an at-large berth. He was uh, the only real disappointment uh, throughout the uh, weekend as it related to uh, Iowa Hawkeye wrestling. Bonus points uh, galore early and often, and they build a nice league. Uh, Nebraska, obviously a big surprise finishing second. Penn State fourth. And, uh, you know, but a little bit of this is, is about the draw that you're going to get at Nationals. There's 40 wrestlers in every uh, weight class. So you've got to win, essentially, the 32, the 16, the 8, the 4. You've got to win six matches to be a national champ over the course of three days. Spencer Lee, I think, is without question your most highly favored to, to do so. Um, I think Lugo, I think Marinelli, and I think Kemmerer all have a great shot to be wrestling Saturday night. Kemmerer second uh, at the Big Tens, yes. And... And was surprised by what happened. Like, did he get back points? Because Kemmerer thought he had control. The other guy clearly thought he had control. And, you know, the official gave it to the guy who was on top, which I think was the right thing uh, to, the Penn, to the Penn State wrestler. And so those two could meet, meet up could, again. Yep, yep. Um, and don't count out uh, DeSanto. And, uh, you, you know, he, a little disappointed that he ends up fourth in the Big Tens. But... Certainly, the kind of talent that he has is there. Abe Assad with a nice—you got to give him credit for getting fourth, but he could move up and, and do even better in, in, at nationals as well. And Cassiope got uh, Iowa a bunch of points. He he's finished just, third. Yes. He's just not going to beat the dude from Michigan or the dude from. Uh, well, it, it seemed to me like Gabe Stevenson got ahead. Yeah, 
and was like, eh, he's from Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. And was like, I'm not going to let this guy go after me. And then all of a sudden the guy went after him, and then Gabe went and did his thing. I, dude from Michigan's a far more aggressive wrestler, and he's a really, really talented athlete. So it, that will be an interesting. But 133 is without question most difficult weight class in NCAA wrestling this year. Uh, I mean, the, if you get on the podium and you're in the top eight, All-American there, you've done something uh, this year is, as it relates to that. So, But the Hawks clearly the favorite going into uh, the National Wrestling Tournament. So, and you know, here changing the subject, here's the good news, is that we are not sweating out a bubble this year. Iowa clearly in the men's basketball tournament. Iowa's women are clearly in the women's basketball tournament, likely to host, even if they are a four seed. Um, still appears that they're in pretty good shape for that. Their RPI has dropped to 15, which has still put put them in the top four, uh, a four seed if they go by that. Right. And it, most uh, services have Iowa with one of those uh, one of those hosting. Well, situations. And if nothing else, I think they're going to host because of the way that the uh, they attract a crowd and. Uh, and the women's game does want they want money. They well they want they want butts money, in the money, seats. Money, 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 money. And so um, you know, congratulations to Iowa State women beating Baylor the other day. Nice, it's always yeah. fun to see. Uh, is it Karen Mulkey? Yeah, whatever her name is. It the Baylor coach. She just loses her mind every time they lose, and it doesn't happen very often. So it, it's it's an interesting thing, but. Nevertheless, it's it's fun to know that Iowa obviously has the winner of Minnesota Northwestern on Thursday afternoon, first game of the day. Uh, Second game. I thought it was the first, 1230? 125. So there'll be a game at 11, oh, and then the Hawks will me. follow after that. Same spot the next day on Friday if they uh, get by Minnesota or Northwestern. Same spot the next day against Illinois. And then uh, should they win that, same spot the next day, pretty much 1 o'clock. So you're looking at uh, you're looking at early afternoon games for Iowa, uh, assuming that they can keep uh, keep some victories going. It'll be interesting to see because they, they need to get a victory or two, I think, oh. in the Big Ten, just uh, sort of in a mental capacity. I mean, here's the deal. Well, after, if, if 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 well, let's put it I this agree. Way. I agree. Iowa is not going to play a team that they haven't beat until the final. That's if Michigan State and or Purdue get there. No, they would play, uh, isn't Michigan State the two seed? No. They'd play oh, Illinois, the and they would play Wisconsin as the one. Yeah, the, oh, four or five. They would play the four or five, so they'd play Wisconsin. Yes, and so you would be, get them in the You're right. Yeah. And and so, I mean, you know, presuming that's how it, it would go, and uh, Purdue and Michigan State, the only two teams that they thank God they don't get Purdue. Indiana, What's the deal with Indiana? Yeah, I suppose so they didn't. They, they didn't, didn't get beat. them. Yeah, yeah. but, but what, whatever. It's Purdue is an anomaly. I don't. I don't know what to say. The way that they run their offense causes Iowa's defense to have issues. And here's a, here's the big concern I actually have is I watched the Hawks the last four or five games. Their defensive rebounding has gone away. And they're giving up way too many offensive rebounds, whether it's out of the zone and they're not able to find a body, whether it's because they're forcing the other team to take bad shots late in the shot clock and they can't seem to figure out that if they're bad shots, you got a long co- rebound coming, co- you know, corral right, the right. loose ball. And so it looks like they're getting out, out hustled a bit. I'm not certain that's exactly accurate, but 
They are giving up a ton of offensive rebounds, second second chance opportunities and points, and that is and that's cost them. That hurt them a lot yesterday in the game. It killed them against Purdue. Um, now, we can talk about the officiating and free move of movement and all those sorts of things, and we'll get Tom on in about six eight minutes. I want to ask him what his thoughts were. He was there. Well, I, 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 so I think you've hit on something here. We, yeah, we, and, and I'm not saying the officiating. I think you've, you've hit on something that's just it's been noticeable since the first game against Purdue. Uh, they've had a game here or there where it wasn't as bad, but for the most part, the rebounding, uh, particularly on the defensive end, has been uh, been lacking. Um, they had a, the same issue at Indiana. Uh, yes. Minnesota happened to just be dead cold that night, so it it looked a little better. But even you know, I think the one game that they played, uh, Penn State, I thought that they they rebounded pretty well in that second half. And you could look a little bit at the Ohio State game, but I really thought that even there. Uh, it, no, it I thought they every, I thought they rebounded pretty. It, it was okay, pretty but well most. Ohio but State. it's been it's been it, it's been, uh, and you you know people. Are are quick to poo poo the uh, the Fran fade? Well, it's not really a Fran fade. I mean, at some point in time, kids get tired, right? It's a long season, and I thought that they played with some energy out of the gate yesterday, and then they started, you know, kind of watching the ball again. I thought you're, that you're you're correct about that. And let's just look. I know they went five and three in February, but now they're zero and two in March. So they're five and five in their last ten. So they're not exactly the hottest basketball team right now. Not saying that they're getting crushed and everything. I loved the effort yesterday. I really, I was, I think I was more disappointed though in the way they played at home against Purdue on Senior Night than I probably could have been in the way that they got thrashed by DePaul at the beginning of the year at home. I mean, well, your you know. your expectations changed uh, to not to not being out there and not expecting sort of yes. anything yes. of that nature yes. as it relates to uh, the performance against Purdue. Purdue's just a tough matchup for Iowa for some reason, whether it's the fact they have enough big guys and they can penetrate and go down low, not even necessarily against Luka, but rather against Cordo Pemzo, against Ryan Kreiner, against Joe Wieskamp, whomever, or Connor McCaffrey, if he gets stuck guarding the four. Somehow they get easy shots. And, and on top of that, guys who don't make threes knock down threes. That's that's the way you beat Iowa, for yeah. sure. All right, I'll come back. We'll grab Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. We come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge and Dave Creighton Jr. at G-Migs in West Des Moines. Burger night. Build a burger. Build a burger. You come down and you you order the burger, and then you've got a whole list of fixins that you can have added That's right. to it. It's there you have it. stuff. Uh, I want to thank our other great sponsors on the program, of course, uh, G-Migs, for uh, hosting us all year long, um, in, including the next couple of weeks. This will be a place to watch NCAA basketball. Without the question. Way. They'll have uh, all the games at, on and they know how to work the TVs. Bruce which, is an expert. Yes, I actually have seen you take the remote from a from at an oh establishment gosh. and try to help them understand how they should have every game before. I've seen it; it was actually quite impressive. But that won't need to happen here. So, no. 
Uh, Kozlowski Law, thanks uh, to, to Big Kaz for helping us out all the year uh, as our uh, family law expert. Uh, get out there and check him out. And, of course, the uh, Foundry Distillery over there. We'll have our Foundry last call coming up. And uh, he may as well be a sponsor because every week Tom every, Kaker he doesn't does pay. We pay him. Well, kind of. Yeah, we do because we, we're subscribers, right? That's right. Tom Kaker to HawkeyeReport.com on the line with us uh, this afternoon. And, Tom, David tells me you were over in uh, Champaign yesterday. I guess I didn't I didn't pick up on that. But uh, a Hawks with a – what ended up being frustrating uh, loss just because they, they made so – frustrating because they got behind and but frustrating then – they had such a close chance to win at the end. You got to give them credit, though, for the adversity they faced uh, coming back and, and making a real tight game out of that. Yeah, they came back. They were down and um, you know rallied and uh, and and showed a lot of heart to come back in in Champaign. Not an easy place to make a comeback, and uh, you know had a shot to tie or potentially win the game in the final seconds and. And, and that says a lot about the heart, toughness, and character um, of th- this team. And uh, uh, unfortunately, they didn't win, but uh, they're going to, you know, get the fifth seed and maybe, you know, things work out, uh, get a win, and then get another crack at the Illini on uh, on Friday afternoon in Indianapolis. Iowa Illinois three on Friday. If Iowa able to, get it'll by, be a war. Able to get by Minnesota and or Northwestern, um, which certainly they'd be favored to do. But there's there are no we've, free passes. We've seen in, in the, the Big in Ten, the Big Ten yeah. tournament. So C.J. Frederick was uh, very honest yesterday in his assessment of the defense that was being played against him by Illinois and that he's never had anyone hold him on every single possession, never fouled him in his estimation every time down, and then, of course, never received a technical for not doing anything. How do you? What's your take on C.J.'s uh, honesty? Uh, you're breaking up a little bit, but I think you were asking about C.J. Frederick and, and his comments after the game. Um, he was frustrated and, um, CJ's not a guy, um, that, that shows a lot of frustration, um, uh, you know, on the court, uh, just sort of, and he and Joe Wieskamp have, you know, and I know people are trashing Joe left and right these days. It seems like the, the cool thing to do for Iowa fans is to, uh, you know, kind of beat a kid down instead of picking him up. Uh, but, uh. Um, yeah, they're being guarded hard and, and held and, you know, the Big Ten, that's what they do. And, um, and he's a little frustrated with it. And, uh, it showed there's a, you know, I just have to be focusing on CJ on that, on that play where he got the, the technical and where things kind of got a little haywire for a minute there, uh, on the court. Some tensions kind of bubbled up from probably from the first game and, and um, you know they, uh, you know, he he was getting held and he pushed back against Trent Frazier and uh, it's always the case where the second guy always gets caught and um, and there's some John and but he was he was frustrated and and you know Joe's frustrated and um, just gotta 
play through it. If that's the way they're going to officiate the games, you got to figure a way around it. And, uh, um, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be all right. It'll be interesting to see how things are officiated this week in, in Indianapolis and see how things are officiated the following week in the uh, NCAA tournament. Certainly seems that each year, Tom, the, in the Big Ten, things become rougher and rougher as, and the officials allow games to be rougher and rougher as, Especially the, season, as, the, as the year goes as on. The year goes on. I, I mean, they begin the year with this always this new mentality of we're going to call and this and that and allow freedom of movement, and they do it. They, it happens in the, in the preseason uh, non-conference games. It, it's it's uh, and early in the Big Ten. It looks like Iowa's in good shape. And then, you know, they've had three or four games now where the, the other team's strategy in the last three weeks has been to just absolutely mug Iowa and knowing that they're not going to get it called. And at some point in time, I think that's where Iowa fans are, are, are getting frustrated along with the players. I think it's just uh, interesting that we're finally hearing players, you know, um, sort of make the comments to that effect as well. But that won't be that way necessarily in the NCAA tournament. I think that's the one, the, the one saving grace, and it's one of those things where, regardless of how they do this weekend, um, I, I almost feel like they'll, they'll, with a good draw next weekend, they can, they can make a run next weekend, uh, even if things don't work out. This. Yeah. Um... The Big Ten is just kind of officiated. Uh, you know, the, you're right. It, you know, they start off every year. Hey, we're going to call this stuff. We're going to. We want more movement. We want freedom of movement. Uh, we want. Uh, you know, all these things, and they just seem to get tired of the officials. Just get tired of of calling fouls, and um, you know, you see it with Izzo's teams where. You know they'll get called for a bunch of fouls, and then uh, and they just keep playing the same way, and the officials just stop calling it because it's just you know who wants to officiate a game where you're just calling fouls all the time? I mean, it's just not it's not much fun. It's a three-hour game then, and you're shooting a lot of free throws, and guys fall out. But um, and and that's where officials have to be strong, and they have to they we're just not going to allow it, and we'll foul every guy in your team out if they just keep playing this way. So. Uh, until officials do that, this is the way the Big Ten is going to be. And it's unfortunate because there's a lot of talented players in this league. And um, and they're not being allowed, especially the perimeter guys. You're going to always have some banging. With Luca down in the post, you're always going to have bodies on bodies down there. That's just the nature of playing in the post. It's the coming off screens and... Uh, cutting to the bucket when you're held and things like that that really take away from uh, you know the game of basketball and, and playing a, uh, a free-flowing um, you know interesting uh, aesthetically pleasing kind of basketball is that what's happened to, to Joe Wieskamp in in I mean granted it, it, he we, we know the kind of talent he's got. And it hasn't necessarily been showing up in, with a lot of success uh, consistently over the last month. But, uh, by the way, still all Big Ten, uh, third team, named third team all Big Ten today. Uh, but when it comes to the questions about what's going on with him, is it the rougher play that, that is just is taking him out of his game? Yeah, and I think, it, you know, if you kind of trace it back to uh, uh, kind of, uh, you know, the, 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 the beginning of it, it was – when um, C.J. Frederick was out for the second time this year. And 
teams just kind of got into them, and, and they had success doing it. And so that's the that's the map now. Get physical with Joe, um, you know, tug on him, pull on him a little bit, bump him around more, and he um, and he has a tough time. And here's the other thing with with CJ and with Joe, their mentality is different. They're both highly competitive kids. They both want to win desperately, but they are not shot hunters. They're just not going to start chucking up shots, just chuck up shots. They'll just, you know, if they're being guarded that way and they can't get an open look, they're just going to move the ball and see if they can get a, a teammate open or, or, or something like that. They're, they're just, that's just their mentality. And, you know, it, it's too bad that, again, it's just, it, it's too bad that people have kind of just, decided that Joe's not good at basketball anymore. He's still a, uh, a really talented player uh, who has a bright future in the game of basketball. But he's just going through a slump now, and I think it's gotten in his head. And, um, you know, and that's, that happens with, with players. You see that with uh, the Kentucky kid that sat out this weekend, Ashton Haggins. Um, you know, Coach Calipari said it after the game. Basically, some of the stuff, he had went through a little slump, and Fans started chirping at him and, and bagging on him and got in his head and he sat out the last game because he just, you know, he's just uh, taking too much heat. You know, it's interesting. The other thing that neither Joe nor CJ do is they don't really bitch. I mean, I've seen Joe throw his hands up and try and, and almost try to draw a foul. But I did see something yesterday that, leads exactly to what you're saying in, in that it's in his head. I thought in the second half about three times he had a shot on the wing that he pump faked and tried to drive instead of just going up and trying to shoot it. And somehow we need to get a live rooster and <laughs> e- exercise that demon that it's okay to, you know, as Frank Garza says, let the peacock fly. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clear, clearly, Luca has got that mindset. If I miss one, so what? And it was great to see Iowa finally go back to him after they had a minor stretch. Well, it wasn't minor. I mean, they went from tied to down 14, and they got Luca the ball like three times in a row, and he scored six or seven points. And you could feel the flow of the game coming back towards Iowa. That's something that I think the Hawks have got to not forget to do. And it sounds ludicrous because Luca Garza, Big Ten Player of the Year, he's got 26 points, but there does seem times where he doesn't get the ball, and we should try to continue to get it to him. Yeah, he um, you know, he still gets a ton of touches, which is which is great. And uh, um, But, yeah, there are times when it seems like they forget about him for a few minutes, and um, he's still... Uh, really good, and um, and, and you know, he he he's put this team on his back. And and he the thing that, that you love about Luca is Luca just keeps coming. There's no stopping that kid. He just yep. you, know, you might get him one time, but he's going to keep coming the next time. He's going to come the next time, and he's going to keep fighting you and fighting you, and and uh, eventually he's going to get there. And he just you know I I think that's that's a great trait to have, and it's the trait that I think this team has had all season long. Um, and you were talking about Joe and the shots. Yeah, I think 
what he's trying to do is he's lost confidence in that outside shot a little bit right now. And so he's trying to ball fake and, you know, maybe get a foul and get to the foul line. And he's just got to see the ball go through the bucket a few times, uh, you know, maybe from the stripe or something like that. Well, I'll tell you that if nothing else, uh, I thought tremendous heart yesterday to, to come back after getting down uh, the way they did and and we need to see more we, we know we can see more of that when you got a guy like Luca. So Tom, how many days are you packing for this weekend? Any Oh, I always pack for the full ride. You know, you have to um that's two pair of underwear. You got <laughs> you got you got to pack the Sunday um you know, head over on Thursday, the only thing I've had to do is just change kind of travel plans. I was hoping, well, I was thinking, you know, until Purdue lost, or not Purdue, until Penn State lost to Northwestern, that um, you could just drive over on Thursday and there's a night game and just kind of go from there. But um, now you got to go over on Wednesday and, you know, hopefully the Iowa get to at least the weekend for the first time since uh, 2006. Well, it's going to be a fun tournament, and, and talk about crazy, I think, uh, that's going to be going on over there in Indianapolis. Fran made an interesting comment today. I read something where he's like, you know, these Big Ten teams that are all going to get in the NCAA tournament, don't you think for a second that they're not going to be good and competitive because they beat up on each other for the last three months? These teams are tested. They've been tested in tough road environments, and, and they're going to be ready and Honestly, I said this the other day. I wouldn't surprise me if Big Ten gets six to the Sweet 16. You know, that's depending on matchups, but that's the way I see it. Yeah, yeah, depending on draw. And, you know, I was diving into the kind of some of the resumes for some of the teams that are kind of similar to Iowa that are, you know, I go to this bracket matrix site that has all the bracketologists' work and kind of they combine it all together and, you know, it seems like Iowa's pretty solidly on the sixth line, just about no matter what happens. Uh, you know, maybe a seven, maybe some have it on a five, but I just kind of say six right now. And, um, you know, they can, uh, you know, get a pretty good draw. I even like their draw this weekend, uh, this weekend in Indianapolis. I mean, uh, you know, get Minnesota or Northwestern. Northwestern's playing pretty good right now. But, you know, I don't think that's a layup that it's going to be Minnesota. Um, you, know, you get that one, you get Illinois, and that's a team that you know you can beat. And then, you know, potentially uh, Wisconsin, another team you know you can beat that, frankly, kind of probably do for a loss. And you never know, maybe you're then you're sitting there on Sunday against you know, Maryland or Michigan State. Or Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it would be fun. Purdue. Purdue, Purdue, is, Purdue is Iowa's uh, kryptonite. There's no question. There is no question. It is Matt, Matt Painter has figured something out against Fran. All right, Tom, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy four days, maybe five in Indy, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week about the NCAA tournament. That sounds great, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com. Um, he thanks us. We should thank him. We should thank him. Well, I'll tell you what. So he, he got mad at me the other night because when they lost to Purdue – I just said, see, Tom, seven seed. Because that's what I've been saying. They're going to be a seven in the NCAA tournament. It's going to happen, right? I hope I'm wrong. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle.
You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. at G-Mix. I know it's a Monday night, but due to our travel schedules, David's about to go take off on a nice long vacation with his wife. Uh, uh, we thought we'd do these Mondays so we could do some live shows, and we'll be back on Tuesday on the 24th. Well, it's way better this way than me in the car. Yes. You at a meeting. Yes. Um, and then next Monday, I will. I promise I will be on good behavior. You'll be- Here's the, the only question, and I don't know this until I get down there, is, is will 6 o'clock be 6 o'clock? I believe it's straight south, isn't it? Yeah, they don't do daylight savings, so does that mean that yeah, I'm now... Be, you should be... Set, you, no, you, oh. I don't know. Yeah, you better figure that out. You, you'll know when you get there. I know this. It won't be five. There you go. It won't it'll be, be five seven there. or six. It'll be either six or seven. Well, we've, we did it down there. Well, that doesn't matter. We did matter. it before. Uh, well, and you're expecting me to have recollection. I, I don't really remember exactly. Oh, that's right. The one time, no. But we uh, used to be on a five. That's true. Uh, so so you've got a multitude of mishaps. Multitude. Um, Hawkeye baseball team, another another successful weekend. Two out of three, uh, plus uh, a big win against Grandview at home. Three out of four this last week. Uh, they did go down to Florida, took on Western Michigan, beat them 12 to no- 10 to nothing. Georgetown 22 to 2, but lost to Army 8 to 4 on Sunday. Uh, but the Hawks are 8 and 5. They've won 5 out of 6 and uh, they got a couple of games against Kansas and Iowa City this week. Isn't tomorrow there, and Wednesday. Isn't their RPI something like 9? They have a very high RPI. I don't know what it is after this weekend, but they have a very high RPI at this point. It's a little early to be discussing right. baseball. Well, yeah. they they they, you know, that went over Duke last week. That's number 8 Duke and North Carolina, I think, was 18, and even their loss was North NC State is like was like in 12 or something like that. And it's three ranked teams, was, and they went on the road. Arizona, beat Arizona. Weren't they nine? Yeah, they beat Arizona, a top 10 team in Arizona, even though they lost a couple of other games out on the West Coast. So, uh, and then they're let's see, they got Cal State Northridge coming up. They're going to head out there this weekend, I guess, uh, after they play Kansas for two. So, uh, a busy time for uh, for the Hawkeye baseball team. Um. We'll see how that progresses, but yeah, not not, not bad. A lot of fun to a lot of fun to watch. Um, a, a couple of other things. Heller manages to get thirty wins somehow, some way. Uh, he had got his nine hundredth win the uh, I think Friday night. Is that right? Nine hundredth. Think about that. Well, they play. <laughs> I guess they do play play forty, 40 or 40, 50, fifty games, games a year. Yeah, so. but uh, it's still a lot. It, it, it is. It's a lot now, of success. And, and remember, he. It, it, his his formula every year he's got to plug in new guys, new JUCOs and freshmen, so he plays a lot of young guys early. So if if they have success early, they're gonna be good late, right? Because because they, they usually sort of struggle in some of these earlier games. Well, and here's you know. the other thing: one of their better players is still playing basketball. Yes, that's true. For that's, it, uh, for at least two more weeks. For, <laughs> And then may immediately put on a helmet and grab a bat, and right. he's getting in his swings, I guess, or whenever he can. But yeah, he might be out there. Let's hope he's. Let's hope he's got at least three weeks in him still. That'd be. Uh, it would be really, I, really fun if Iowa could figure out a way to get to at least Saturday, if not Sunday, of the Big Ten tournament, and at least through the first weekend of the NCAA. Obviously, we'll talk about that next Monday. 
because uh, you'll know the bracket. You'll have an idea. We both saw them as five seeds today. I think they're a six. Um, and when you get down to the who's on the three line, does Louisville scare you? Not really. Does Creighton scare you? Not really. Does Seton Hall scare you? Not no, really. No, not at all. Um, you're, they're not going li- to make them line up where they would play Michigan State. In the, they wouldn't play any Big Ten team in the second round. Hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I think I think I like the way. I like the six. I don't want to be. I, I'd rather not be a seven because I think you get a little higher. Although, <laughs> give me Dayton, please, please give me Dayton. Well, Dayton, if you're a four or five, oh, yeah. Give me a, give, uh, I mean, don't get me started. So, uh, but I, I do well, think. Well, and, and obviously, Iowa had, uh, gave San Diego State a great game. Absolutely. Now, that, that's that's a good basketball team, but a beatable team as well, right, if you, if you don't catch them. They wouldn't match Iowa up with them because they played in November, would they? Probably not. It would Probably seem not. to me they, that they, they'd be. They generally try not to do that. They would be wise to right. not want to do that. It doesn't that. always work out that way, but they generally try not to do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd i love to see Iowa on a five line, but a six, a six would be fine. Seven starts to get a little bit dicier because you're now you're into the top eight. Well, you're, and you're, you're, play, you're game, playing a two in the second and, round. And you're playing a ten in the in the first round, so that's not exactly and, as easy, you know, theoretically. I'm going to tell you this year. These teams are all pretty much the same. I don't know? think there's going to be a hell of a lot of difference between the six and, sixes and elevens. So here's – no, I, I agree. I, I, I'm telling you, we were just we – when we were talking off the air – there's a lot of fair to Midland basketball teams, right? And Iowa is one of them. Iowa is a team that can look the way they did against Purdue, which is they look like they shouldn't be able to beat anybody. And then they can look, you know, the way they did for the majority of the game yesterday in, in a hostile environment playing really good basketball against Illinois, you know, or uh, the way that they played against some of these, these other non-conference teams. So we'll see. There's a lot of them out there uh, that'll, that'll be part of this. I think if Iowa loses – in this first round of the Big Ten tournament, if they lose on Thursday, I think you're definitely looking at a seven. I would think so. I, I don't think there's any way you get a six. And don't be completely shocked if they lose to Northwestern or Minnesota. Don't be completely shocked to see them on the eight line next oh, week. Oh God! But I think I think a seven. I think if they win one, I think they well, win. Well, let's one go or to six. our boundary to story last call. Well, we're projecting. Yes, yes. Let's get to that. Because uh, we're really proud of our relationship with Foundry Distillery. Go on down. They'll be open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <coughs> they, they will? Well, they're right next to the hall. They might as well be. There'll be a lot of people there uh, drinking beers too, as well, too. You know, so To watch the games. Watch I, the games. I, I, I guess I didn't think that those games in the afternoon. I didn't put that two and two together. But nevertheless, I'm certain they'll have uh, something going on. But uh, my point is this, is I think Iowa gets by either Minnesota or Northwestern. I, Minnesota, I've never seen a team outside of yesterday when, and we want to talk about a team that has quit. Nebraska is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've given up uh, 200, 200 yeah. points in their last two games. Uh, they're done. Almost as if they're playing for Scott Frost instead of, is, instead is, of Fred Hoyt. Well, you, you'd almost think they get the first first pick in the draft they've been tanking so much so uh but but they're out of gas they're done um so they're not moving on northwestern did play very well and beat penn state the other day at home it, did they shoot their wad too early did they did they all of a sudden go this is how we should have been playing all season 
Um, or did they catch uh, Northwestern in a weird spot? I mean, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I think I think Iowa gets whomever that they play. I think that they will beat them. And I think Friday will be an absolute war again between Iowa and Illinois. And can Iowa do what they did in the first game, and that is get Coburn out of the game early in the first Made half. Made a difference, didn't it? It and really did. When, when he was out of the game, Iowa, I bet the plus minus was Iowa had to be at least plus 15. And when he was on, it was probably minus 17, considering they lost by two. He blocked the last shot. And I'm not saying he's the difference maker because Illinois had some guys step up who had, hadn't stepped up all season. But uh, to me, that's the opportunity. I just, I'd love, as fans, I know we all, we would all love this. But I agree with Tom. You got a team in Minnesota and or Northwestern with which you beat both, both, you beat both those teams on the road. You got a team in Illinois that you beat decently at home and took to the wire at their place. And a team, who's the Wisconsin? Eight? Who's the eight? Uh, is it Indiana or is it Michigan? It might be Michigan. Oh, it's probably Michigan. I don't know. I haven't. Even, I didn't even look beyond. I kind of got mad yesterday and stopped looking at it. And just uh, let me. Let me. So here's the problem: Minnesota's playing for their lives. Minnesota's got no chance. I know. The only chance they have is they have to win the Big Ten yes. tournament. Tip. To, yes. To even. The only tournament I, I think they can get in is the NCAA. I, I, my, I, what I'm saying is Minnesota is going to beat Iowa on Thursday. Iowa's going home. God, you suck. I feel like it doesn't really matter who they play in the in the next week. I feel like Iowa's going to the Sweet 16. I feel like they're out in the first round this week, and I feel like they play better next week. They get they get some good matchups. They get, uh, they get their freedom of movement. They uh, get to take a full week off because they play on Thursday of this week and not play again for a week, and uh, they'll come out and play really well the following week in uh, in, in uh, wherever they they go for the NCAA you think, tournament. You think that Minnesota or Northwestern will beat them? No, I think Minnesota will beat them. I don't think Northwestern will beat Minnesota. I, I don't. I, I think Northwestern had they they had one good game. Uh, they've played a couple of other decent ones, but this, their second Big Ten win. I mean, come on. I, I think Minnesota Minnesota's been, uh, done some things to themselves that they they sure wish they had a couple of games back. Uh, three Rutgers minutes stretch and against Michigan Maryland. The eight nine. Rutgers there's no there's no gimme speak, that that, right. that Wisconsin gets. That's through. true. And that and by the way, who always comes from way back to is Michigan. Michigan? Don't underestimate if Iowa gets past Minnesota and Illinois. But if, if Iowa gets past Minnesota. I think they get past Illinois, and then I think they do play Michigan. That's doable, right? Although, although Michigan the, blew them out, blew all, them out home. Although, it, although it seems that we lose to Michigan every year in the Big Ten tournament, which so. does, it's true. It's true. Every year we get them. Um, I would say this, and Greg Gard is your uh, Big Ten coach of the year, by the way, and he did a fabulous job getting them to the to the one seed. Uh, you know, winning what their last eight games, no question. How do you? How can you say that with the program that they've built there, that the dude from Rutgers isn't the isn't your coach of the year? What's his name? Um, yeah, the dude tough, from Rutgers. Tough, tough on the tip of, tip of my tongue. I I, 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 I I don't see that. I actually I think Greg Gard has to be because they, they won the Big Ten title. They're the number one seed in the tournament, and they won their last nine games in the most difficult conference. 
The only way, the only way you get uh, you get that out of me to, in agreement is it's the most diff- difficult conference. You won the most difficult conference, and uh, and you did it in, in hand, hand handily. Uh, and I would say there was uh, some inner team turmoil for them during the year when that, that, they, they had the one kid that quit right before the Iowa game, and uh, so there was some of that. But boy, you talk about resurrecting something from the from the uh, the heap. Rutgers basketball, man. Almost as bad as Rutgers football. Now that'll be a challenge if anybody can ever get that. Greg Schiano. Yeah, if that if that actually happens, look out. Pound there, your rock. Anyway, I, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope they get past Minnesota because then I feel really good about a, an opportunity to, to to make some seriously fun things happen. I will probably be here watching it. We'll see how much you get to watch in Mexico. Well. Mark Bozinski and I are going to make every effort to watch the game on Thursday. We yeah. at least know the time for that. Yep. And then uh, Saturday we're playing golf. Hopefully we're done in order to watch. All right. Either way, join us next week right here Monday on the Hawkeye Huddle.